Thank you so much for listening to the Kathy Lee Parker Show. With me today, I have Bill Humphrey, Humphrey, and he is going to be talking about sales and success of sales and so much more. Bill, welcome to my show. Thank you, Kathy Lee. I'm great to be here. Yeah, me too. I'm grateful that you're on board with me again. We had a really good um, meeting about a, what, a month and a half ago, and uh, my audience love you. So, oh, great. So, especially when it comes to sales, I mean, it's it's a tricky um, procedure. Besides sales and attraction, or what did you call it? Talent attraction is the sales process, not the administrative process. That's correct. Okay, tell me a little about that. What are you trying to say here? Well, it's very simple, actually. Say. The sales process is a process that goes step by step by step. Mm -hmm. And the recruiting process mirrors all of those steps that are in the sales process. Unfortunately, most human resource departments treat it as an administrative process. True, true. And that means they're not going to find the right people. That's terrible. <laughs> yes, it is. That's why companies are struggling. They exactly. They don't understand. They overlook the talent that's really out there, or they don't understand. You know, I I'm sorry. I I don't like HR. So you're talking to the <laughs> wrong person here. You know, I've well, seen too I... many of my associates and my friends you know, associates and friends to struggle with that at HR. And, uh, and also too, I learned that in my, I got an MBA in my business classes. Yeah. Nobody likes HR. Yeah. You know, it's too bad, but the problem is recruiting doesn't belong in HR. It's pretty right. simple. Right. To me, it, maybe it should report to the CFO. Yes, or this, yeah, COO, too. Um, or, yeah, COO. Um, I'm just thinking that, because um, they know what the COO, um, chief operating officer, he knows what he's, he's in charge of all that. And right. he should be knowing what he's looking for and what he wants. And uh, even if he has an assistant, she, he or she knows exactly what he's looking for and not HR so true and um yeah yeah it's a struggle out there it's it's a hiring <laughs> is brutal um yeah and i forgive me i have a niece who's works in hr but uh you know hopefully she doesn't do any hiring i never did ask her but um to me hr is doing administration work making sure you get your taxes taken care of your um, health insurance and all that other stuff that comes in when you hire an employee or employee, right. yeah, employees. Yeah. And it helps keep all that administration work taken care of. But uh, where on earth did they have the right to hire and fire people? Well, you know, really HR doesn't do the hiring that, you know, they're supposed to go find the people, but you know, they don't do a really good job on the finding the people and then they don't do a very good job selling the people on the company because mm -hmm. they're not salespeople. Right. Right. And but uh, they do a great job with compensation benefits, um, employee relations and all those other administrative tasks of HR. Right. Right. That's what they're excellent at. And right. my days, you know, I'm, I'm an older person here and uh i remember hr doing all that i don't they never hired me somebody else did <laughs> right so but now today and then what about the computer bill i mean now they use a computer to weave out talent if they don't have certain words or certain message coming across in their resume i think that's pathetic too 
Well, you know, it's interesting, Kathy Lee. I I was running some software that compared somebody's resume to a job description. Mm-hmm. And the job description, for some unknown reason, included high school diploma for a professional position. Now, this person was a Harvard graduate, and they got dinged because they did not have high school diploma on their resume. What? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's like the last thing I put down. Yeah. I, you know, I know this sounds strange. I've been self-employed since um, 1989, and I don't know what it's like out there to go work for somebody. <laughs> but uh, right. But I'm hearing the horrible stories from college to uh, even friends. You know, they tell me, yeah, the same story, what you just told me. You know, oh, I didn't have this down on my resume, so I got dinged by somebody else. Right. And so that that demonstrates that it's an administrative process by human resources and not a sales process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how would I tell how would you go around? Um, how what can a person do to get around this? You know, it, the solution is simple and at the same time, it's difficult. <laughs> The solution is to network your way around because 72, 74 to 76% of all jobs are filled through networking. Right. People just go around HR. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's the solution. And it's pretty simple for me to say. For a lot of people, though, it's difficult for them to call somebody and network with them into a position. Do you think like LinkedIn and Twitter are really good sources to get in touch with the right people when it comes to hiring or finding a job? LinkedIn is. Twitter just totally depends on how big a a Twitter following you have. Hmm. So that's not so good. But LinkedIn, I'm actually... As I was waiting for your call, I'm on a recruiting contract with Cash Valley Electric here in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And I was going to LinkedIn searching for a senior electrical design engineer that has a professional engineering license. Mm-hmm. And and so I was using LinkedIn for that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how I met you is on LinkedIn. And yep, I meet a true. lot of my clients. I meet a few through Facebook. Don't get me wrong. You have to really know what you're looking for with um, Facebook because it's a lot of family and friends and, um, and and some marketing. Don't get me wrong. There's some marketing. But uh, to define the talent that I'm looking for to come on my radio show, I find them through LinkedIn. I, I start talk, chatting with them and Next, you know, or, th- or they ask, can I come on your show? I have something to say. And I said, sure, come on over. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and what you have to say. And, uh, but everything out. And then, yes, networking. You know, you got to be involved in your chamber of commerce. And some, there's some international um, networking groups out there, too, to be part of. And, you know, you meet some amazing people through that. And, you know, there's just, you just got to. Hate to say, today's world is networking. Well, you know, it's been that way for a long time. Remember the the mantra, it's not what you know, it's who you know? Yes. That's networking. I know, I know. It's it's more now than ever. You know, I, yeah, I've always networked. I've always networked because that's how I do my business. But um, for those out there who are never network and decide to open up their own business or you know, are involved in the sales um, division at at their work, they have to network, you know, and some don't know what to do and how to go about doing because they're so used to a nine to five or nine to six job, you know, the 40 hour week, um, you know, clock in and clock out. And there's, there's companies that still do that, you know, the clock in and clock out and, and then there's some people that they're structured. They're not used to getting out there or knowing how to talk about what they do. And that's where you come in. 
from what that's I heard. where the other side of my business comes in right right to teach them how to um talk to the other person i i noticed that with the um when i was in college you know i went to college you know about five eight years ago and they they communicate by their phone texting and right. uh, and i was in an elevator um bill and i saw these two people talking to each other and you know what the funny part was I was close enough with both of them. I could see both of their conversations. I looked at each other. I go, you're standing right here. Right. <laughs> In my generation, we talk. <laughs> right. You know. Well, you know, it's, I agree. I, I've had candidates who um, I want to extend an offer, and they say, can you text it? And <gasps> yeah. I go, nope, not going to happen. You know, if you're interested, uh, we're going to talk. But other than that, uh, I'll just tell the hiring manager not you're not interested <laughs> and it's amazing how quickly they get on the phone and call me really that's that's good i'm glad that you're pushing that because i do, i do a little bit of that same thing i said no texting you make it the wrong information let's talk or let's do zoom or skype or something like that let's let's talk let's get it out and and talk about it yeah well, you know, you're building a relationship is what you're doing. So mm -hmm. that's the reason you want to be talking to them instead of texting with them. Right. I mean, to me, texting is saying, hey, I'm a little bit late. Is that OK? Or I, um, you know, I'll be there in about five minutes. To me, that's texting. <laughs> but not right. sit there and have a full conversation because you misunderstand somebody. Right. So, and it's well, saying, and so that that's the problem with electronic communication whether it's email text or however because what happens it strips out the emotion and tone that's intended and then the person receiving it attributes their own emotion and tone and that's how email wars get started because they misinterpreted what was intended and they go what <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true or yeah yeah but anyway um tell me about you did something the other day you gave a speech and what were your first lines so my speech was make your company roar recruit onboard actuate and retain top talent mm -hmm. and these were my first lines mm -hmm. listen okay can you hear that it sounds like hiring managers and they're saying i don't think hr can ever find us the right candidates mm -hmm. and then i said listen can you hear that it sounds like human resources and they're saying i don't think the manager knows what they're looking for mm -hmm. and then i said do you hear that that's the applicant tracking system with all kinds of great candidates in it. And they're in there jumping up and down, screaming, pick me, pick me, pick me. Mm -hmm. But nobody knows how to get them out. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So and, and what's happening with those people, Kathy Lee, is the HR department is using what they call artificial intelligence, I call it artificial artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it's keyword searches. And a person may be a top sales professional, but they don't use the same word for sales that the company uses, and they get dinged and they never get picked up. Really? Hmm. Interesting. That's that's really interesting. So how did that turn out? Yes, I mean the other day. Yesterday it was great. It was uh, a little showcase. I spoke for eight minutes for to uh, executive directors from associations, and we had a little virtual booth, and three of them came to me, and and we're continuing conversations from there for me to speak with them. Wonderful. Good. Good. So tell us, tell us a little bit about the talent attraction recruiting, the process mirrors, the mirrors, the sales process perfectly, see Excel attachments. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying so, to do what you have here. But yeah, tell me the um, 
about the recruiting part, the, the, uh, the process for mirrors, the sales? So the sales process is, is a group of 12 different steps. Okay. You identify the need, then the company creates a solution to meet the, the need, then you source potential clients, and then you do a needs analysis with those clients to make sure that your solution fits their need. Then you create the proposal. Both sides do due diligence. The, the client wants to ensure that you can deliver what it is that you say that you can, and, and the vendor wants to make sure they can pay. <laughs> and then um, the vendor closes the potential client on the sale. Mm -hmm. They deliver their product or service, whatever it is. Okay. Then they provide training and then they engage with their clients and then they retain their clients. Mm -hmm. So that's the sales process. Mm -hmm. The recruiting process goes down the same track. Uh, the need is a newer replacement position the solution is a, a great and accurate job description. Mm -hmm. um, the clients in this case are now candidates that you're sourcing. Mm -hmm. The needs analysis is the interview. The proposal is the offer to the candidate. The due diligence is the drug test, the background investigation and reference checks. Mm -hmm. Um, the cost negotiation is compensation negotiation. Mm -hmm. The close is a close. <laughs> you close a selected candidate. The delivery of product or service is the person's start date. Product training is orientation. Engage clients is actuate the employees. Mm -hmm. And then retaining clients is employee retention. Wow. Wow, that, I like that process. And uh, well, the nice thing is it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, do you go into companies and train the HR or help them so they can, you know, if they're in the charge of hiring? I, I have done that. I've been asked to train um, staff. Um, so you, you've probably heard of Trex Company, the composite wood deck and railing material company. Yes, yes. Uh, Trek is Trex is one of my clients, oh. and and so they had me come in and train their HR staff. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes companies want that training, and sometimes they don't, mm -hmm. and it's all part of my flat monthly fee. Mm -hmm. But if they get the training, they see the results better with their company. Uh, Trex did. Yeah, I was going to say that's a good company. Yeah. So here's what the problem is. You know, people live in boxes and it does it's not just HR, it's pretty much everybody. And and so they resist change. And as a result of that, they miss out on 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 actually recruiting the best talent for their company. Mm, that's true. I, I will say this one more time to you, Bill. I don't like a computer. Like when there's like you see on ND or the other um, agencies that are online, when somebody puts an ad out, everybody applies for it, even somebody who's not trained in that area. But anyway, but they put their application and they get piles and piles, and I think they're losing out on really hiring good people. They are. Um, but here's the problem with most of those job postings and, and job descriptions. Mm -hmm. They're not accurate. That's so true. And, you know, how many times have you looked at a job description and you've said, what in the world is this person really going to do? Mm -hmm. I got something to tell you, too. There's a lot of, too, uh, excuse me, a lot of fraud out there. They're claiming, I don't know how I got on this list. But I start getting all these job opportunities, like every day, three to four pages. You better get this job, da da da. And one of them, this is the funny part. 
okay, it was to apply for one of the LDS temples. And they need, in the job description, the pay was fantastic. I mean, hourly wage. And I said, there's no way because the LDS temples are all closed. Right. <laughs> How on earth are they claiming they're hiring? So I wrote back and never heard back from them. And I thought, you little fraud. You know, I, it, I caught them. In a, but I just had fun with it. You know what I mean? I wasn't being really mean. But I just said, look, you know, the temples are really closed. And who are you? And uh, trying to find out who they were. But they didn't respond back and never sent me anything like that again. But it's sad. And I get others, too. But it kind of slowed down. It slowed down because you got to be street smart. There's a lot of fraud out there when it comes right. to companies claiming they're hiring and I think the best to me the best would be like you said word of mouth and networking because somebody knows somebody and they put you in the right direction see and I believe that that's part of the manager's responsibility is to keep out keep an eye out even when they don't need to hire somebody but have people that in their mind they're going to target if they do create an opening mm-hmm that's a good idea. Yeah. So when that opening does come, they they have already a list of people they can uh, hire on. Right. Do, uh, do you think or at people, least talk to. Do you think people get hired on pretty quickly, you know? Uh, or they, you know what I mean? I don't know. Do you think people get hired on pretty fast? Or does it take two Would to three they, weeks? Well, you know, it depends on the company. If a large company, it's probably going to take two or three interviews, but a smaller company, it could be one interview and a, an offer on the spot. Mm -hmm. And if the manager has built a relationship with one or two or three potential candidates, um, they probably already know each other well enough to know that if I'm going to call and say, hey, I'd love to have you come on board, when do you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true they're, they're the blessed ones what do you think about i know you're a, rec a recruiter but recruiters that does the hiring you do your recruiting's a little different you do more training and get them in the right direction to be hired on as a, re a recruiter picks them up what do you think about these recruiters like for engineers um the medical world you know what i mean that look for like doctors and engineers? Uh, well, sometimes I'm looking for an engineer right now, but um, you know, it's just one of those things where you source the, the, the available talent and then you start calling people. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Back when I first started recruiting in 1981, my job was to call 40 and have 40 different conversations every day with candidates. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. That's it a is. Lot. We called it smile and dial. Smile and dial. <laughs> How do you keep it straight? I mean, 40 people, that's like, talk, were they all different or are they just different people every day? They were different people every day. And, you know, you just kept notes. And you just, yeah, keep notes. And then you just hopefully get them a job or find a company that will hire them. Right. Yeah, that's a hard job. I think I saw a movie on that. It was a family man. Yes. And the family man, the guy was a recruiter. And he worked like 60 to 70 hours a week. Don't tell yeah. me. And uh, yeah, rejected his family. But the point is, is he was a recruiter constantly. Well, you know, it's funny. I, my, my, our daughter was probably 10 years old and it was maybe eight o'clock in the evening and I was home and I was in the kitchen and somebody called and I picked up the phone and it was a candidate that I was extending an offer to. And so my daughter was in the living room sitting on the couch and I started to use different closes to close this candidate on the offer. Uh -huh. and, I, and I just glanced over at my daughter and her, her head was cocked to one side and I went oh man these closes are going to come back someday and haunt me 
Oh, and they did. <laughs> well, Bill, we're going to hold on for a minute or two. We're going to go into a commercial break. How's that sound? Sir, that's great. Okay. Hi, my name go. is Drusilla. I am the founder and owner of Drusilla's Closet. I've created a unique system to organize your pantry and kitchen. The system also works great in various parts of your home and garage. Also in my closet, I have unique furniture, art, and decor. You can find us on Facebook, Drusilla's Closet, or call at 435-224-9266. Hey, this is Sabrina, the owner of Math Beats EQ. I believe mathematics is the most important subject students should learn, but sometimes traditional schooling isn't enough. I have a classroom space in Bluffdale, Utah, or we can use Google Meet or Skype. Call me at 385-515-8600. Let's help your student become a beast at math so they can be a beast at life. I'm Esther, co-founder of Head & Home, Horse Rescue, and Equine Therapy. We have a program called the Cavalry Club, where if you join, some of the benefits are you'll get to ride horses at a fraction of the cost. You'll also get awesome discounts on riding lessons and more. Cavalry Club membership is $75 per month per person. With the membership, you get a one-hour, 30-minute riding session every week unlimited supervised visits to the facility, discounted membership for family members who ride at the same time, discounted riding lessons, discounts for birthday parties or other events, and discounted tickets to Head & Home events. Come check us out on our website, headandhome.org, where you can see photos of our horses. Come visit us to see them live. You can reach us at 801 254 Hey, this is Brian with Better Accounting. Do you know how much money you will owe in taxes? Do you just blindly save money here and there and hope it is enough to cover your tax bill? There is a better way. Wouldn't it be nice if you could go into the tax season knowing exactly what your tax bill would be? Or better yet, wouldn't it be nice to make smaller payments throughout the year so you are not scrambling to pay your taxes? Better Accounting is the proactive solution to business taxes and accounting. Our team believes in regular communication with our clients. We meet with our clients multiple times throughout the year. Effective tax planning does not just happen during the tax season. If you are looking for a hands-on partner in your business, give Better Accounting a call. Call our office at 385-257-8866 or check out our website at betteraccounting.com. We work in all 50 states. Again, give us a call at 385-257-8866. We look forward to working with you. I'm sitting here with Bill Humbert. He is a professional recruiter in the past as well as training today. Bill, talk about the, um, you have a couple books out. I do have, I've got three. Oh. My first book was 10 years ago, is Recruiter Guy's Guide to Finding a Job. Mm -hmm. My second book was Employee 5.0, Secrets of a Successful Job Search in the New World Order, mm -hmm. and that came out uh, three years ago. Mm -hmm. And we are very close on my uh, third book, Expect Success the science of the over 50 career search and next on monday it's going to the to the guy who's going to do the pagination get it ready for kindle and for print mm -hmm. what do you say about um i know it's 55 people are looking for work and everything i have to see it even higher up 
where people are still working into their 60s. Oh, I'm 71. I would never know. I never would never know. What do you say to well, those that are still looking for work? I mean, it's I, like, I, I hate to say this. I went to, when I went to college, I went back in my early 50s. Excuse everybody out there. I'm pretty old here. But, um, you're a puppy. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, thank you. But anyway, um, I, the professors were saying the old are moving out, the young are coming in. But, and I raised my hand and I said, but the young don't have any experience. You can go to college all you want, but you don't have no work experience. And there's a big difference. That's my philosophy. Yeah. Well, you know, I even back in the 80s, I was recruiting people in their 60s. So um, I introduced a guy who was 64 years old, programmer analyst to the Washington Post. They hired him and loved him. Wow. I know because they have so much to offer. You know, they do. They 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 got street smarts. They got skills. They got the book smart as well as the training of experience that's so true you know and, and you know they've they've been down the trails and they know which ones are the wrong trails oh, yes and uh you know i'm trying to tell people wake up hire the guy he's got all that experience oh but he's gonna die i go yeah so are you you know you can die yeah, tomorrow right. Right. And they look at me the place. You might not even have to wait until tomorrow if you get into an accident. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. You get cancer. You know, I got two friends um two weeks ago went to their funerals and they were young. Wow. You know, they died That's of cancer and and other reasons. And it's like, dang, you know, and here they won't hire what, a sixty one or sixty two year old person. Because he's gonna die, or he's gonna—he's in retirement age. I said he may be bored at retirement. <laughs> you know. Well, that's you know my generation. Um, the you know the boomers. Uh, many of us are not retiring. Right. You and know we're still contributing. So, so it's it's just a matter of perception, and it's a matter of whether the people will actually accept the guidance from somebody over. And if they won't, you don't want to work there anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, yep, that's true. But I'm going to ask you a question on recruiters. How do they sort the candidates? What would you think is so, the wise way to do that? So HR sources by doing what I call posting and praying. And so what they do is they post the job description on Indeed or their website or wherever, and then they pray that the right person is looking at it. Uh -huh. What I do is, and what I was doing today is I was finding the people that have the right skills, at least from a very high level perspective, uh -huh. finding out where they're working, getting the phone number to where they're working, uh -huh. And next week, I'm going to smile and dial. Uh -huh. <laughs> You're so funny. Okay, smile <laughs> and dial. I love and, that. And so that builds relationships and trust with potential candidates. And what I'll do is if they're not interested, and, and I'll kind of phrase my discussion with them so that I'm not coming after them directly, but I'm talking so about what a great position is, what a great company, Cash Valley Electric it is. And then I, and they think I'm going to recruit them. And I say, so who do you know that I should speak with next? Mm -hmm. And what I want them to say to me is, in case any of are listening, <laughs> what I want them to say to me is, what about me? Right. Right. What about me? Yes. So true. And, and so uh, then I set the hook. Really? Then he slid the hook. Okay. Okay. And uh, I know you made a lot of people in the past very, very happy, you know, for them finding work or, or 
they get stuck. What I could someone call you too if they get stuck in a job? Sure. And you know, where do I go from here? You know, I'm not. I can't move up because I've gone too far up. They won't take me. But where can I go? Even if they are just a manager in their field, but you know, may not be executive manager or CEO. But where can they go? To get better work, or maybe work for a different company, can they contact you and get some Absolutely. training? Absolutely, and get sure. some training on, you know, training. You know, in your situation, it's more like a uh, buoy up and exciting, and be able to go out there and I like that word. Put a smile when you make that call. <laughs> smile and dial. Smile and dial. Smile and dial. I'm gonna <laughs> remember that. Post it on my my screen here smile and dial but anyway uh or text or whatever what about texting back and forth um i know i had a friend who went out and put like 100 resumes out on linkedin but as soon as he puts the resume out for a job within five ten minutes later he gets an email saying thank you so much for sending in your resume but we already hired somebody or we already did this and this. And you're like, wait a minute. What do you do with that? Well, so here's some really bad news for those people. As a recruiter, there have been about 200 times in 40 years when I asked the hiring manager, are there any, if I went out and started finding people is there any skill that you're looking for, but you haven't posted the position for it yet? And invariably, almost every manager is going to say to me, yeah, you know, if you can find somebody that has bup, bup, bup background, that's what I'm looking for. And I go, great. And so I go out hunting for my current openings, but invariably I'll run across somebody with the right background. And I'll, I'll, call, I'll call the manager or go see the manager. And I'll say, hey, guess what I found? Mm -hmm. And so he, he or she interviews them. They hire, they want to hire them, but in the company, they have to post the position first. So they post the position and they do it for EEOC purposes. And they post the position, but they already have the candidate. Oh my gosh. That's probably so that's happens. the reason you network. Right. Yeah, because I already had the candidate already lined up. Yep. Dang, dang. Yeah, I, I think I would be tongueless or whatever. I probably have to hire you if I go back into the hiring or working for somebody. <laughs> because I'd be <laughs> like, now, what is it I do again? I just do out my resume. Okay. You know what I mean? I think I still right. would need a little bit of training to you know, get back in the field again, or even get some training just for the fun of it. Not the fun of it. That's not the word I want to use, but to keep yourself sharp. Well, you know, knowledge is power. And the more knowledge you have about any topic, mm -hmm. the more powerful you're going to be regarding that, that topic. And that job. Too. And that job. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I, um, I've been talking about this lately on, the internet, and I don't know why it keeps coming up, but I was an NFL cheerleader in the 80s, in the mid-80s, but I was like a substitute cheerleader, like when the girl, someone gets sick or can't make it on the team or something happens, I had to fill in because they have so right. many on the field and girls and so on. So I was filled. I only did like um, two and a half games. Why I say half a game? Because I I got asked to leave because I had heat stroke. Oh, no. <laughs> That's another story. But anyway, <laughs> but make the long story short, just having that on my resume helped, you know, sure. when I was doing it, whatever. And they're like, really? So, yeah. And they don't ask 100 questions. Yeah, I did all the tryouts. I had to go to every little thing, no matter what, as if I was on the team. But even though I only cheered two and a half, what, two, two, two full games. And, uh, but it was fun, you know, and, uh, and it gives you a lot of exposure in the community and 
and uh, you get a nice uniform, you get everything. The same thing as if you were on 100, 100% full on the squad. So, but anyway, but make the long story short, um, I'm using that as an example that opened doors for me, you know, even though I was only a part-time cheerleader. But um, uh, anything in the community and training, um, going to sales classes, anything relating to anything to boost myself. And I, and you do some training. Do you do one-on-one -on -one or do you do group trainings? I prefer one-on-one -on -one because I really want to be focused on that person. Because mm -hmm. everybody's different. Everybody, everybody's different. Everybody's situation is different. Mm -hmm. And do you ever have a client that struggles? You just can't get them past the hump? <laughs> um, well, eventually we do. I had uh, a woman that I was working with. And I told her that she needed, if she was serious about finding a job in 90 days, she needed to talk to four new people per day. And, and she wasn't. And we were about three months into her, uh, her search. Uh -huh. And we sat down and she started crying because she was frustrated. And I said, well, how many calls are you making per week? Uh -huh. And she said, two. Oh. I said, well, didn't we say that if you want to find a job in 90 days, you got to make four calls per day. So that's 20 per week. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, I don't understand why you're crying because you're right on target to find a job in a year. Mm. Wow. And she, um, she at that day, I mean, it was when I made that comment to her, she went, you know, I just, I thought I hit the mark. <laughs> And after that, she started networking with uh, four new people every day. And in 90 days, she found a job. Wow. Yeah, because you got to. And actually, she's uh, one of the, uh, the recommendations to my new book. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah, because, you know, she didn't do the work and then she realized that she had to do the work to and she did she found something in what is so you have to make four contacts and every day is that what you're every saying? day every day four contacts in the field that you want to go into is that correct exactly okay you just... or or even it doesn't even have to be in the field it can be people who went to college with you or in your class or in a class before or after maybe even high school, um, pe just people who know you because they may, be, they may be married to the person that has exactly the contacts you need or they may have a friend who's one of those people. So it really doesn't matter if it's in the field, but it's somebody who knows somebody who will get you to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Wow. Do you ever have companies who struggle, just cannot find that candidate, the fit, you know, the culture? That's the reason they call me. <laughs> Did they ever ask you, can you hire, can you find somebody for me? Yeah. So they ask you to go and, you know, they'll hire you to go look for a candidate. Yes. Wow. That's wonderful. That's good to know. It's so hard to find good recruiters that are honest. Some of them are just number, well, number games, numbers. Yeah, well, true. So here's the problem. Fewer than 1% of all recruiters make it 10 years. Wow. Why? So most of the people that most of the candidates are talking to are just learning the business and maybe six months to a year later, they're going to be out of the, out of the recruiting business. Cause it's that it's just tough. It's hard. Yeah. Is there certain recruiters like for a certain level of work? Like for example, there's recruiters for C CEO, CFO, C, you know what I mean? So COOs, you know, the executive, they're all, that's all they look for. And then there's the C-suite. Yep. Hmm. There are some, you know, a lot of the retained recruiters will only do those searches. Mm -hmm. 
um, I've recruited CEOs, CFOs, CIOs um, for different clients over the years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I've also recruited laborers. So for me, it doesn't matter. You just, I'm like a Labrador retriever. You show me what the bone looks like and then toss it out in the field and I'll go get it. You ever have somebody who, um, who's had a lot of education? I mean, they're, they got PhDs, da, 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 but they still can't find work. Yeah, sometimes that's more a function of um, they, in, in my experience, some of them really don't want to do do applied work they want to do more research type work if they have a phd mm-hmm. and you know that'll limit the different openings that they potentially would be candidates for have you ever worked with a company called dupont i know who they are but i've worked with a company that was one of their uh, that they had acquired mm-hmm. And that was back in, wow, that was back in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Wow, because I know that's a big company in the East Coast. Delaware is our headquarters. Of course, yep. now they're everywhere now. But, yeah, I know they look for recruiters because they can't do it all, you know. And, or even if they do have inside recruiters. Like, for example, there's an inside recruiter, but then there's a recruiter on the outside. Do you ever work with those, too? I, I'm the recruiter on the outside. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And usually I am brought in by an executive of the company. Mm-hmm. So Cash Valley Electric, it was the president that brought me in for this, this contract. Mm-hmm. And you're looking for candidates for that, that position, or you can do some training. I'm looking for candidates for that position. And what are they looking for? They're looking for senior electrical design engineers with a professional engineering license. Wow. Wow. That's a toughie. That's a toughie. It's fun. (laughs) At least you love what you do. I look at that like, wow, that's tough. Wow. Why that person? You know, what was interesting is that the Utah public license uh, doppel is what they're called Mm -hmm. Um, their website is terrible in terms of trying to find people Mm -hmm. and so what i did was i went started looking around and i looked at arizona and arizona had different fields you can sort and you could sort on state Mm -hmm. and so i sorted on utah and i found a list of 50 some electrical engineers with professional engineering licenses in utah wow wow okay good so you got to be creative mm-hmm. yeah well you know what you're doing you've been doing this for how long 60 years 40 years, 40 yeah, years? 60 years since i was 10 <laughs> you're funny. 40 years that is amazing i don't know anybody who did it for 40 years that's just tough there aren't many of us Mm-hmm. That's just a tough, tough window, and uh, but you gotta have a certain personality. You gotta love it. You gotta love helping. Um, it's like the recruiters for athletes. You know, I knew a lot of athletes who had recruiters. Right. You know, and and let me tell you, they do a lot of tap dancing with the athletes. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I get to do some sometimes too. Really? To keep that client? Do you ever just have clients like, you know, a bunch of engineers, they call you and say, hey, I'm looking for work. And uh, do you have anything? Yeah, not so much anymore. I did have that more in the past. Mm -hmm. um, But I've not seen that much maybe in the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so you do go into training. So would you go into the this new company that you have and do offer some training as well as trying to find them some work some employees 
so so the way my contract is structured mm-hmm. is, is I charge them a flat monthly fee for recruiting and any training that they would like me to provide. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I train the managers on how to effectively interview, oh. for instance, uh-huh. uh, because most companies don't train their managers how to effectively interview. And when they don't, what happens? They've never been taught how to select the best qualified candidates. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill, so what, I go in and train them. Bill, what are you looking for? Um, are you looking for more companies to bring you on, or what are you looking for? Well, it's always good to have a list of companies that are looking for my assistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I work is very, very different from most people. I am totally loyal to my current client mm-hmm. and will stay with them as long as they need. Mm-hmm. So the first time I was with Cash Valley Electric back in 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. um, my my contract for the at first was for the first three months, mm-hmm. and then they kept adding a month every month mm-hmm. and then finally it ended in 16 months wow and uh, I, so I, I had a couple other companies approach me and i said you know i'm loyal to my current client and that's cash valley electric right now and we can talk when i know that contract's going to end mm-hmm. i had just popped in my head i have a company a guy that works for a big company and i know they're always buying and selling and merging companies would you be interested in talking to him about because i know they're probably even look for candidates <laughs> you know what i mean to work sure. in some of these jobs and uh, well it, somebody like that i can help because it doesn't matter what kind of companies they've bought mm-hmm. i can just help them find people for that or those companies to fill in the spots yes yeah yeah this is exciting news (laughs) this is really exciting i am so glad i brought you on the last time you were on my show that you light up my screen (laughs) so so, and it's doing it again so nice i'm really liking hearing what you have to say okay once a person accepts an offer how important is onboarding you know companies sometimes don't understand that onboarding is that person's first impression of the company mm-hmm. and and the first impression as you know no matter what it is whether it's a new meal entree whether it's meeting somebody the first impression is so important because that's the lasting impression mm-hmm. and it's important for companies to make it a good first impression mm-hmm. that's true that's true um please give my audience three of your recruiter guide onboarding tips the first one is the manager should meet the hiring manager should meet them first that morning and what they do is they sit down and just say hey i'm so excited that you're here you know, we've we, we've been looking for three months. We finally found you, and and we're excited that you accepted our offer and and <laughs> welcome aboard. Mm-hmm. And and one of the one of the secret sauces that I provide my clients for the job description is to provide the three month, six month, nine month, and twelve month goals in the job description. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then the people, the candidates, know exactly what the job is going to be. Right. And when they start, the manager says, okay, let's go over those three months, six month, nine month, and 12 month goals. Make sure you're clear on them. And you can ask me any questions that you have. And, you know, let me know if there might be some areas that, you know, over time become scratchy areas for you. Feel free to come to me and we'll, we'll work that out. Hmm. So now the, the person's feeling welcome now they're feeling supported Mm -hmm. and then the third is to introduce them 
with enthusiasm to the team. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things Trex Company used to do, I don't know if they're still doing it or not, but they would send a Harry and David's basket to the person's home if they knew that there was a significant other or, or a spouse. Mm -hmm. They would send the Harry's and David's um, basket so they would arrive on that person's first day of work. Wow. And, and, you know, talk about making a good first impression at home, right? Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's an honor. That's a great, a great gift um, and makes them feel important. That's really good. And then I got a question I want to ask you and I see if it's, you think it's important. Say that um, someone's looking for a job, you know, in an engineer position. So should they be applying for as many, like a recruiter, you get them as many um, companies out there and they keep going to all these, you know, interviews and everything. Don't just st stick with one, keep going for them like two to three until one of them takes you on. Is that true or? Well, you know, most of these recruiters are going to be um, contingent recruiters, so they only get a pay get paid a fee when the person starts mm -hmm. with the company. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is, you know, as you mentioned before, there's a lot of recruiters out there that aren't very good. <laughs> and what they'll do is they'll get that person's resume and they'll paper it all the way through everywhere in town. Right. And and that's not good because if you get more than one recruiter doing that, nobody's going to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's going to work with a recruiter, my suggestion is they sit down over the phone or in person with the recruiter and say, um, before you introduce me to any company, any one of your clients, I need you to call me first. And just to make sure that I'm not trying to network into that company independently of you. Mm -hmm. And the reason you do that is if they're out there papering it, even if you're networking your way in, if that company's res got your resume in front of them, mm -hmm. they're not going to hire you. Because they don't want to pay the fee. Oh. You want somebody who's going to pay. Oh, so that means, so how do you get coach, how do you coach companies to retain top employees? So you coach the hiring manager. Okay, the hiring and manager. you, uh, what I suggest that they do is the first month that... A hiring manager, well, the first two weeks, the hiring manager meets with that person twice a week. Mm -hmm. And then starting with the third week, you meet with them once a week. And that can go as long as you want. Mm -hmm. But you never want to go more than once a month or less than once a month um, to meet with that person. And in that conversation, you talk about the three month, six month, nine month, and twelve month goals. So, so if you're into maybe the second three months, you've got the six month goal coming up. Mm -hmm. um, you talk about the six month goal, but say, so ha have you started working towards your nine month goals, your stretch goals? Mm -hmm. And when you do that, the the person feels important. And, and then here's something that's very important. You ask them, hey, you've been here for a while. Do you see any places where we need to improve? Mm -hmm. And now that person feels very important because mm -hmm. they're being asked for their advice based on their experience. Mm -hmm. hmm. Interesting. That's good to know. Um, Bill, how is your speaking business coming along? It's great. It's it's fun. I'm I'm talking on uh, more podcasts, and I did that speaker showcase yesterday, and I've got three associations that we're talking about doing uh, speeches for them, 
And next week is my 118th, 118th, 119th uh, live television interview. Oh. And uh, yeah, so, you know, staying pretty busy. Oh and then my book will probably be out in about a month or six weeks, depending on how long it takes for the paginator to do his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm impressed. I'm going to track down. I'm going to go out to, um, tomorrow for sure and track down some of your books. Now, they are on Amazon. Yes. Okay. Are they in Barnes and Noble? Not to my knowledge. I So I... I was not trying to put anything into Barnes and Noble for the last couple of years because they were in financial difficulty. And I just figured (laughs) if they went bankrupt, I wouldn't get anything anyway. So, uh, but now they've got a, a, a company that's bought them and seems like they're doing a really nice job turning Barnes and Noble around. I personally, I loved walking into a Barnes and Noble. It's just like heaven for me, but, Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think my books are in there. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I think they're coming. Well, this has been an honor to have you on my show. I just want to thank you so very much. Well, and, the uh, honor is mine. And uh, well, yeah, yeah. Would you educate my people and and educate me too? I now being um, a radio host and uh, podcast host now, but. Uh, it's, I get educated, <laughs> you know, I'm sure to all these amazing and you've got so people. many different topics and so many different excellent uh, guests. That's, a, that's amazing. But I'm bringing those back too. They love it. They go, yeah, I want to come back because, you know, they had fun or they got some results from it. And, you know, and it just gets the word out of who you are and my shows, they all stay on demand. So you're on demand. So, so everything stays out there for quite a long time. And I like to have you back because this is a topic, you know, that's very important is the recruiting. I mean, it's, it's from the CEO or even COOs to executives who struggle or get frustrated. Like, why? What happened? I had an amazing interview. Everything went well. And then I get home and I get this email saying you know you know you're not the candidate we're looking for right well you know what happens sometimes kathy lee and i've had candidates have this happen to them but the hr applicant tracking system Uh i had a couple of candidates for a very very large insurance company who called me on the friday before their interview on monday uh-huh. And they were absolutely panicked. <laughs> and I said, what's wrong? And they said, I just got a letter today from the company and it said that they're not interested in me. And I said, eh, that's just a dumb computer. <laughs> See you Monday. Really? Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's what it is too. It's like the computer just throws out batches of emails without even thinking the person running that end of the computer. But um, that's my opinion, the person who's running it and not really verifying that that person went to the interview. And then they're thinking, well, I didn't get the job. And I, this is what bothers me too. This is what I see out there too. Some of my friends, they pay to go to that interview. They get the hotel, they did, and they, that's like the second or third interview they're on, and they do great, and they could sworn they got the job, and then they come home, home, and then it's in their mailbox as they're flying home. Sorry, you've been rejected. We're not interested. Yeah, I, you know, I would call the manager if it's that quick. Yeah. And just say, you know, I, I don't know if this was a mistake or if it's the case um but you know if you're not interested then that's fine but i just wanted to make sure before i moved on to another company right right well this was really fun i would love to have you come back 
in May, if it's okay, and just do another topic relating to yep. recruiting and uh and maybe we can get some fun guests to come on that had the experience of working with you and especially the training program the training because i think i like training i think it's it's wise it's good to get a little bit you know even if you have buy your book read you know what i mean get some education and i recommend get training because you got a certificate or, or a letter saying that you finish this course. Do you know what I mean? Because if I was a hiring right. manager and somebody got training in sales, you know, in better sales or um, the executive world, I take that seriously. You know. Oh sure, and they do. And uh, and say, look, you know, you got some, you know, you got some stuff, you know, under your belt here, and you 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 paid the price and yeah that that shows that shows and in, in, you know integrity and all that stuff so but anyway i'm just rattling on but um <laughs> as a radio host i just talk 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 but anyway <laughs> but it was really fun to have you on and like i said before bill i want you to come back how's that sound I, sure i'd love to come back okay well, we got you coming back next in may of 2021 and Bill, thank you so much for coming on. And everyone, please, I'm going to be posting where to buy his books and everything on my website. So we can, so you can go to Amazon and wherever else he has his books at. Yeah, you can get find me at recruiterguide.com. Recruiterguide.com. Okay, thank you so much, Bill, and have a great day. You too, Kathy Lee. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening in to the Kathy Lee Parker Show. If you have any questions or concerns, please call me. I mean, contact me by email. It's Kathy Lee Parker at live.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.